Rabbi Baruch was held in great esteem by many, many Hasidim. The wife of one of Rabbi Baruch's Hasidim was an unhappy woman who came year after year to ask the Rebbe to daven to Hashem that she and her husband should be blessed with a child. And always the Rebbe would answer her, Have patience, Tachter. When the time is right, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will remember you and bench you just like he benched Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Chana. On one of these visits, the Rebbe, without even looking at the woman, seemed to sense a certain uneasiness in her. Why are you so much more troubled this year than ever before? asked Rabbi Baruch. Oy Rebbe, she answered, I am indeed very troubled, for I had a very strange dream this past Shabbos. In my dream I was sitting in shul, listening to a young boy singing so beautifully that all who heard were enchanted. And I was more enchanted than anyone there, for it was my own beloved son, whose voice was filling the shul with such heavenly davening. Suddenly, there was the sound of a gunshot and a scream, and I awoke, Rebbe. Oi, Rebbe, please, tell me, what can it mean? After a moment... Rabbi Baruch answered her, Do not worry, Tachter. Your merits and those of your good husband, as well as those of your worthy ancestors, will stand by you. But listen well. When Hashem will bless you with a son, make sure that you keep him within the four walls of the base Medrash. Let nothing tempt you to take him anywhere else, as long as he will devote himself to serving Hashem through davening and learning, then no harm will befall him. Relieved and happy with the Rebbe's words, the woman returned home to her worthy husband, and one year later, they were blessed with a son. Rabbi Baruch himself came and benched the child and gave him the name Avraham. Following the example of the mother of the famous Tana Rabbi Yeshua, the baby's mother carried him in her arms to the base Medrash, so that from the beginning of his life, his young soul would be filled with the sacred sounds and melodies of learning and davening. When Avraham, who was called Avremele was three years old. A special Rebbe was hired to teach him to read the Siddur and the Chumash, and then later Rashi and Mishnayas and Gemara. Little Avremele was beloved by everyone. He was so pleasant, so well-mannered, and so nice to be around, and he was very musical. Even as a young child, he could learn a new song so quickly, and he sang it so sweetly that he would often stand on a chair by Shalashudis 
or at other simchas in the base medrash, and sing to all who had gathered there. Whenever Avremel's father traveled to visit the Rebbe, Avremel always came with him, and the Rebbe loved to see and hear this child sing. As Avremel grew, many requests were made that he should sing at public affairs or private simchas for pay, of course, but Avremel always refused. He agreed with his parents that his voice was a gift from Hashem and should only be used to serve and honor HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The years went by and Avremel grew to be a fine young bocher. One warm summer afternoon, when the other Talmidim had gone for a walk in the woods, Avremel remained in the base medrash, learning. At age 17, he felt that it was time he took life more seriously, and all of his time should be devoted to learning and davening. As he bent over a gemara, swaying to and fro, deeply engrossed in his learning, he seemed to be in a different world. He didn't hear the birds outside the window. In fact, it seemed like they were singing along with Avremel as he studied. But the birds were not his only audience. A tall man in uniform appeared in the doorway of the base medrash. He had been passing by on his horse when the sound of a beautiful melody reached his ears. He climbed from his horse and followed the sound. He had to find out who this heavenly singer was. He was so surprised to find Avremel, a lone young bacher, swaying over his gemara and singing with such deep emotion. Avremel had not heard the man, but he was suddenly brought back to earth by the sound of the man who had stepped forward, saying, Young man, I don't understand a word of what you've been singing, but I must congratulate you. You have a voice more wonderful than any I've ever heard. Even at the state operas of Vienna, Berlin, or Warsaw, you must come out. Thousands of people would gladly pay to hear you. You will become rich and famous. Avremel replied, If I sing as well as you say, sir, then it's a gift from Hashem, and I don't intend to use it for any other purpose than to serve him. Don't be a fool, replied the man in the uniform. You can serve God wherever you are, and at the same time earn for yourself and your family a life of luxury. My parents and I are satisfied with our life here, said Avremel. We seek no better life than the one we have. Avremel's attitude began to annoy the man in the uniform. Look here, young man. If you want to be a fool, that's your decision, but I'm giving you an order now. In two days' time, I will give a big party for all of the nobility of the whole region. You will be the entertainment. I want you to come to my palace on the hill and sing for my guests. 
perform a concert for them, just as I have heard you singing now. You can bring your big book with you, if it will make you feel happier, he finished with an attempt at being friendly. Avremel realized that this man was none other than Graf Boris, the new governor of the district, whom it would be very dangerous to disobey. Please, sir, asked Avremel, do not ask me to do what I must never do. When I was born, my mother vowed that she would dedicate my whole life to the service of God. I cannot break this vow, for it would also break her heart. Look here, Jew, replied Graf Boris impatiently. Either you obey my order, or I will drive you and all the Jews from my entire region. Perhaps you will realize that Graf Boris is one not to be trifled with. Upon which he turned and stormed out, slamming the door behind him. The whole Jewish community met to discuss the threat from Graf Boris when Avremel told them what had happened. No one thought of stopping Avremel's parents when they announced that they would take him straight to Rabbi Baruch. When they reached the home of the Rebbe and told him the reason for their sudden visit, he tried to reassure them, but the mother would not be reassured. Surely, Rebbe, this is part of that frightening dream I had before my son was born. Do not worry, said the Rebbe. You will all stay here with me, and everything will be all right, with the help of Hashem. Two days later, Graf Boris held his big party, but there was no sign of Avramel, the expected entertainment. Graf Boris was beside himself with rage. Come, my friends, he said to the nobles. You'll see how I deal with the Jews here when they disobey me. I will teach them a lesson they will never forget. Get on your horses and follow me. Graf Boris and his friends rode to the base Medrash, where they found the Rosh HaKahal and the other Jews just about to finish their davening. Where's your singer? demanded Graf Boris. He is expected at my party. He's gone to the home of Rabbi Baruch for several days now. We haven't seen him, explained the Reish HaKol. Then you'll have to come along with me and show us the way, ordered Graf Boris. The Rosh HaKol rose without a word and followed Graf Boris, who seated him on a horse. After 20 minutes of riding, they reached the home of Rabbi Baruch. A large crowd had gathered there, for word had gone out about the arrival of Avramel and his parents, and of the threat that hung over the Jews of the whole area. The Graf and his party, with the Rosha Kahal in their midst, swept through the crowd and walked into the house. Their gaze was met with a sight that stopped them short. A large table covered in food and drink, with Rabbi Baruch at the head. Seated next to the Rebbe was Avremel. The Graf was about to speak when the Rebbe himself spoke. Welcome, noble Graf Boris and the other nobles. May Hashem bless your rule in this country 
with peace and happiness. Please, all of you, join us. Take a seat. Eat and drink as you desire. You're just in time to hear this young man sing for us to honor our Creator. Graf Boris and his friends took the seats that were offered to them. They had no idea what to say or what to do. Then young Avremel began to sing, Tehillim Kapitel Chof Gimel, Hashem Ra'i Lai Echsor. Hashem is my shepherd, and I will not want for anything. A hush filled the room as Avremel's voice filled the hearts and minds of everyone there, including Graf Boris and all of the nobles. It was hard to believe that these were the same people who had burst angrily into the room just a few moments earlier. Avremel sang and sang. When he finished, Graf Boris thanked him quietly and then spoke to Rabbi Baruch. Rabbi, I started out thinking I would teach you Jews a lesson, but I've ended by learning a very great lesson myself. I hope you will forgive the rudeness of myself and my friends. We will know better in future. And please, assure all the Jews who live in my province that they have nothing to fear from me at any time. When Graf Boris and his friends left, it was so different from the way he came in that it made everyone think that he came in like a lion but went out like a lamb. Graf Boris's friends were entirely satisfied with the entertainment. As for the Jews, they were proud and happy to have Avremel in their community and to have their Rebbe, Rabbi Baruch, to guide and inspire them all.